From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thai Cats Today here on the Thai Cats Audio Network for this Friday, August the 4th, 2023. Friday, everyone's favorite day of the week, and now just one day away. Tomorrow night is the Thai Cats Alouettes matchup, and we will have all your coverage right here. On the Ticats Audio Network, Bubba O'Neill and Andy Fantuz will have your pregame, halfgame, and postgame shows. And of course, who could forget RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker will have all your coverage during the game. Now, the Ticats completed their walkthrough today as they prepare for that matchup. On today's show, we will hear from Coach O, Terry Godwin, and I will be speaking with former Ticat Brian Simmons to discuss this big upcoming matchup in the Hammer tomorrow night. But first, let's get to some news around the team. The Ticats released their depth chart today, and it's virtually the same as what we've been seeing the last few weeks, except obviously one major change, of course, and that's Taylor Powell will be your starter for tomorrow night's matchup after Bo Levi Mitchell suffered that injury last week on the final play of the game. Powell's ready. He's ready for the challenge, making it clear It's just another game for him, making that very clear, actually, in press conferences and interviews throughout the week. On the other side of the ball, on the Montreal Alouettes roster, there is a big question mark. That star receiver, Austin Mack, he's a game-time decision. He didn't practice today for the team, and we won't know about his status until game time, and we won't see if he fits into that lineup or not until tomorrow. He's a guy the Owls rely on a ton for big yards on the offense, and we'll just have to wait and see if he gets in tomorrow night. Coach O spoke about the big game following today's walkthrough and more. Yeah, I know I, I say this, but i just uh, been very impressed with the staff and the players. They've, uh, they're locked in, ready to go. I think the only thing left is to play the game. I know every game is important, but just... When you're so close to a team in the standings, you're heading into a bye week, just how important is this game? It's the next game. You know what I'm going to say. And it's, it's the truth because, yeah, if there's other ramifications, do we know it's a divisional game? Do we know we have the same amount of points in the standing? Uh, those sorts of things, absolutely. But that wouldn't make us change our play calling, play harder. I would hope not. Uh, those sorts of things, right? It's, it's still the process. And that's about getting better. And we're slowly, you know, we're getting better. And so this is, this is, um, this is important because it is the next game on a schedule and we need to get better. And just what have you seen from Taylor now his second week around of being that starting guy and getting ready here? You know, I was asked this the other day. And to be honest with you, I haven't seen any change, to be honest with you. I think obviously he gains another game of experience. So this won't be, you know, the Toronto Argonauts out there or, or – or anything like that. It's it's just he has that experience now. He's no, had a second prep week of when you're the person ready to go. So he'd be the better one to ask. Um, we just want him to make his plays, go through his progression reads, and you know when the opportunity presents itself, make that play. That was Coach O. Now Terry Godwin will look to continue his solid play in this game and spoke about the importance this game has on the East standings. All right, Terry. First quarter touchdowns, very important. How does this offense get off to a hot start here? And, and not unlike the last game against Montreal, get some touchdowns early. 
I mean, like I said in every interview, we just got to come out clicking on all cylinders. And it sounds like a broken radio because I've said it numerous times, but I feel like this week, this is where we start at and this is where we learn from our mistakes in the past and this is where we come out starting fast. And how has it been being around Taylor and just seeing him run that offense throughout the week during practice? Uh, I mean, being around him since since he got here, like late in training camp, I mean, he's grown on all of us. And we know that any quarterback in that room that steps in that pocket or steps into that role, we know we're going to be in great hands because they all prepare like the starter. I mean, any guy that steps in with confidence, you can't help but to trust him because, I mean, like you said, he's a rookie, but you have a rookie with that type of talent and that type of confidence, it's hard to stop, and especially when you have a great team around him. Like I said, I mean, it's just the minor things that we're not doing, like maybe the small thing as far as the blocking on the line or the blocking outside or even myself or the receivers or drop pass or something. So, I mean, once we get rid of those small and minor details and little mistakes that we're stopping on our own, I mean, the sky's the limit for us. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean, whenever your number's called, we know in that receiving room, running back room, whatever room it is, you, you have to answer that call. I mean, whether that's JB, Loxley, Keandre, whoever it is that comes into that role of it's being your game, we can't help but to protect you and help you do what you do. Going into a bye week, how good is it for the mindset to have that week of coming off a win as opposed to coming off a loss? Uh, man, I mean, especially this bye week going in after a divisional game, it, it, it can't do nothing but put a smile on your face because, I mean, you got those four points and then you're going into a break off of win, you know what I mean? So it's nothing more honorable than that and just being able to defend the home turf at that. That was Terry Godwin following today's walkthrough. It's time now, though, I throw to my next guest, Brian Simmons. Brian, big game for the Ticats here on Saturday night, playing against the Montreal Alouettes in a crucial East Division matchup. What do the Ticats need to do to get a win heading into this bye week? Well, uh, we all know throughout the season, Montreal offensive line has had some struggles in the beginning of the season, but they've been better as late. Uh, there's this old saying in football, uh, when someone's struggling or not doing well, you have to remind them of that. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think it's very key that the defense keep playing the way they've been playing and just continue, you know, to try to dominate the one-on-one battles and just make it very hard for the opposing team. Now, going into this game, uh, Taylor Powell will get the start. Bo Levi Mitchell getting injured on that last play of the game against Ottawa. Taylor's looked pretty poised in his first game. Obviously, it's his first start, and he played against the best team in the league, so it wasn't easy for him. What does he need to do to keep that momentum and, and hopefully have a good game here against the Alouettes? Uh, I think, uh, you know, in his first his game that uh, we lost to Toronto, I think he did okay, and I think he should be, have some confidence going into this. You know, I've been here before, I've done this, and you know, like I said before, more games are lost than one. So just try to go out there and try not to put your team in bad positions. You know, no one skill for a quarterback, in my opinion, is decision-making. And, you know, that's what he just – he has to be on his A game and, you know, continue the, the, the form from where he left from his previous start. Now, Cody Fajardo will be the quarterback on the other side for Montreal. He – did pretty well against the Ticats in their first appearance with over 350 yards, I believe, and two touchdown passes, no interceptions. How do they get in the head of this QB early and get him off his game? The same way you get in the head of any QB. You got to get put pressure on them, give them different looks. You know, you can't let the guy sit back there reading novels or the morning newspaper. Like You got to let him know that he has to make a choice quick. You know, I'm going to be here. We're going to be in your face all day. When a quarterback is uncomfortable, I mean, it's comfortable, 
that's when they can just sit back and decipher and, you know, break down your defense. And he's a proven veteran in this league. You know, he's had some success. So, I mean, I'm sure the Takas know what they have to do. But just like with any quarterback, you got to you gotta make it hard for them. Now, the Ticats' defense seemed to be all over Dustin Crum last week and, and getting sack after sack. What did you see from them in that game that was maybe the reason why they were able to get so much pressure on that QB, and how did they do that here Saturday? In my opinion, what I saw, Braden, was an effort. You know, um, I, I saw that, and that's something that can't be coached. You either have it or you don't, and you could tell that the defense is hungry. Uh, I don't know if they feel like they need to, you know, carry the team on its back, but they were flying. They were all over the guy, you know, all over the guy. That was a team that defense easily could have, you know, packed it in the bag with as many turnovers as the Ticats had. But they kept chopping wood. They stayed on it, and they stayed hungry. So if they continue with that kind of energy, you know, only good things will happen. Momentum will keep continuing. Hopefully that's something they can ride here on out through the rest of the season. Now, as an offensive player, when you see your defense making that many stops, getting that many turnovers, does that almost help you just be like, okay, we need to get going now? Our defense is holding it down for us? Yes, it does. It, it definitely makes you want to, you know, match on their level because no one wants to be carried by any opposing side of the ball. But at the same time, it also gives you the confidence to know, you know, okay, we did have a turnover here, but, you know, we have a defense that's going to, if not allow anything, maybe three points out of this, so. You know, it's it's just different, and it's a, a different mindset when you have a defense that has your back in that way. Now, Kai Loxley is a guy that's it's it's almost like a phenomenon. This guy is a quarterback. He's a receiver. He does it all. Um, you saw him in that last game. He gets a 75-yard touchdown pass. Have you ever seen a guy who plays quarterback at the beginning of the season make such an impact as a receiver? Not in this league. You know, the only quarterback I could think of, I don't know if you remember Antoine Randall L. He was yep. a very, you know, I had a chance to watch him play even when he was in university and very versatile. But there's not many guys who can do that that way at the pro level. So, you know, a very talented player. And it, it's just crazy to see what he can do. Do you think you see this guy? After, I mean, he had a great game last week. Do you think they use him again maybe a little bit more in this one? Yeah, I mean, I – I would like to think so, and if not, even if it's just a decoy. Because one thing about, mm-hmm. you know, guys watching film, they see that kind of play, I guarantee you, like, okay, we got to pay attention to this guy. So even if he doesn't make an impact by actually catching the ball, his presence can make an impact. Now, another guy who's made an impact all season long is James Butler. The last couple games, maybe not as many touches. He's, it's not as much of production, maybe, as you've seen from him all season. How important is it to get him fired up and get that run game a little bit more in this game, get it going a little bit more in this game? Oh, well, you know me. As an offensive lineman, I love him. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a very strong back, and he's the kind of guy he's just – it's like any any other sport, you know, even for quarterbacks. you got to keep him in rhythm, you know, uh, the run game is something you just have to be committed to. It, it really is. Even when you don't think it's going well, you got to keep doing it. And I know in this league it's hard because you get lesser downs in that other league down south. But with that said, it's very important to get him going, get that momentum, being able to control. You know, I always say the run game is like in basketball, dropping it to the post or in boxing, it's like going for a body shot. You know, it's mm-hmm. like just let's slow it down. Let's go in control with the game. So, it's always important to establish that. And I hope he gets it going because I think he's a very talented back. I, I feel like JB is one of the best running backs in the league. And it's a guy you always want to see fired up. And I know JB himself wants to get going here and wants to keep continue these big games. Now, 
this upcoming matchup, you're heading into a bye week. How much on your mindset is it when you have a loss after you have a week, sorry, to think about a loss or do you have a week to think about a win? Obviously you want to think about the win, but just how important is it to get the victory going into a bye week? Oh, it's, it's very important, Brandon. Because uh, that bye week is, I mean, for me, that, that always made a break, break my, my bye week. You know, if I won going into a bye week, it's like you really get to enjoy that time off. Versus when you lose, like I play for coaches that have made bye week shorter. You know, if you lose, like your bye week might be three days or four days instead of the full yeah. time. Don't know if they can do that <laughs> with the rules and stuff today, but that's how it was when I played. So, and it's just the momentum, you know, because the bye week. I mean, you're you're off for a week, so if your momentum pauses on a high note when you come back, it's great. But when your momentum pauses on a low note, it's like you have to spend that that week coming back, kind of picking yourself up while also preparing for the next game. Now, in your experience during a bye week, I, I know I'm looking ahead to the future here, but in a bye week, what were you doing? Like, I, you obviously you're training, but what are you doing? Are you, are you doing like just stuff with the family? You know, are, are you kind of keeping your mind off football or, or are you thinking about football the whole time? You know, honestly, for me, it, the, my first few years, you know, my bye week, really was spending like doing still football things, watching film and, you know, keeping my mind in the game, you know, all all the time. So it was kind of sickening. (laughs) (laughs) You have tunnel vision with this sport, but, uh, you know, and during the later years of my career, you know, I would actually go places, take some time off and realize what happened to break from the game. It just, it kind of re-energized me and made me want to come back even hungrier. So, I mean, mm-hmm. different players have different things. Some guys will stay here and be in the facility every day. Then you have other guys that might go to Cancun. So, you know, it's, it's all different <laughs> personalities. I know which kind of guy I would be. I think I'd be the Cancun guy myself. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's probably why I'm not a professional athlete. Now, it's a big game. It means a lot in this East Division. Just how much does this game mean to be able to go to second in the East heading into that bye week? Well, yeah, I mean, we know the playoffs don't start anytime soon. But if they did, you know, this game would matter because you have a seat, you have a, a home playoff game, you host, you know. So mm-hmm. it's very important to get, you know, to get these seeds because if you get the number one seed, it's just you're you set up for success. It's not guaranteed, but you're set up for success. But, you know, the playoffs are long gone. So, I mean, long away from here. So what I will say is it is very important for them to get this win. You know, hey, my child has a better, better chance than them last time. And, this time, let's, you know, even the stakes, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. I definitely think going into the bye week with a win, you know, it's just it's a better taste. And then they come back. But Edmonton, I believe, too, another game I think they could yeah. win. So it's just this is a chance to really establish that momentum. Now, one question I, I forgot to mention or forgot to ask you. There's two receivers on this Alouettes team that are currently in the top five in receiving. You have Kayon Julian Grant and Austin Mack. And then in that previous game between the two teams, Grant gets 94 yards receiving, Austin Mack gets 81 yards receiving. Is this, are they, should they be putting a little extra coverage on these two guys and then maybe a little double team maybe on one of them at a time? Or, or what do you think maybe they should do here to contain this double-headed monster they have at the receiving core? Honestly, I think at the beginning of the game, they should just play base and kind of figure out and see what's going on. Because you don't want to pay so much attention to that and then let, you know, the run game get going. Because one thing about Montreal, mm-hmm. they will run the ball on you, you know, and you don't want them to control. But I'll mix it up. Yeah, obviously, you know, give them something else to look at. Don't give them the same look. But I kind of feel mm-hmm. like the first few, you know, snaps, the series of the game, 
kind of people be filling each other out to see what your game plan is for the day? Oh, well, Brian, it's going to be an exciting game. Hopefully a better result than the last time these two teams played. It's always a pleasure having you on the show, and we'll see you on Saturday night at the game. All right, Brandon. Take care, man. See you then.